Before we get into today's episode, we wanted to let you know that we are hosting a Cycle Sinking for Work and Life webinar this Thursday, 15th of September, 12pm Australian time. The aim of this masterclass is to introduce women to their monthly cycles, but in particular, allowing women the opportunity to tap into their personal power for their ambitious careers and most vibrant life. We've spoken many times about the distinct phases of a women's menstrual cycle and whether you are menstruating or perimenopausal, there is a great wealth of information and knowledge that you will gain from this webinar. We'll pop the link to the webinar in the show notes and if you can make it, we would love to see you there. Welcome to the Perimenopause Power Podcast. We are Lisa and Natalie, two certified holistic health coaches passionate about helping women embrace their physiology to elevate their highest potential for confidence, health and energy. Perimenopause will be unique to you and each episode gives you the power in knowing that you can define your own journey. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another great episode of Perimenopause Power. We are hot from the uh, Make Menopause Matter conference up in Cairns, aren't we, Lise? Oh, we are. And uh, what a day. I know. What a day. What a weekend. What a weekend. Yeah, we've learnt so much, uh, a little bit very um, medical and a little bit over our heads, but, you know, for the most part, it was really amazing learning and we met some amazing um, doctors and specialists and a whole load of different people that are all about trying to make menopause better and matter for women in the world. Mm, And I think that's probably been my biggest takeaway, especially, you know, we've been in this space now for a couple of, you know, 18 months, two years, and we often see that we're not talking about this so much. Mm. You know, women are seeing doctor after doctor and feel like they're not getting any answers. They don't know who to turn to for support. But I guess it's given us comfort knowing that there is that support out there And there's a lot of research happening. There's a lot of cross sort of collaboration with academics and doctors and organisations and not-for-profits. And there's a real interest and passion to really, I guess, as the name of the conference is, Make Menopause Matter, that they're really trying to create change and bring awareness and support women through that healthy ageing as they get older. Yeah, and kudos to the Australasian Menopause Society for making that happen. It was really obvious. I think it was really company and I, I, one of the things that came across is that you know gps have got a lot to be doing you know and uh and definitely they've got smaller amount of times that they can be seeing clients with so you know and they're obviously they, they really care about their patients and want to do the best thing by them and research is you know a really big um a really big thing for them in relation to making sure that what they're you know, how they're treating their client, it follows different uh, research and, you know, things that have been successful and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, I, I was blown away by the care and um, the factual stuff that they, that, you know, that they take into account with all of their clients. Mm, mm, definitely. So we started the conference off with Professor Gavin Jack, who's based in Melbourne, and he spoke about his menopause in the workplace research mm. and work, which obviously had our keen interest given the work we're doing from a, a workplace perspective. Uh, and, you know, there wasn't, there were some surprising things, but not overly surprising things yeah, because not, we're... Yeah well aware of it and well aware and and actually doing it uh with workplaces 
The surprising thing was, you know, the talk about menopause policy, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. And I think, you know, there's probably some research that he had there that um, that perhaps some workplaces don't want to do a menopause policy, but they do want to do a policy around it. And I think at the end of the day, if it means not calling it a menopause policy, I'm absolutely okay with that as long as there is something there for for the employee to feel supported with. And I think that was came out actually, mm. you know, that it's, it's all around the support. So however mm. a workplace does that, and that's obviously through our needs analysis that we do with workplaces, that's how we determine, you know, what it is that you need us to help you with. So mm. that was really interesting. Mm. It was. And I had conversations with some women after it too, actually. And they sort of thought, you know, do you have just a generic well-being policy that encompasses sort of time of life or things that are impacting different employees because he also highlighted that through his research when they've spoken about menopause policy women actually felt uncomfortable about it because it's shown a light on them you know going through this phase of life and would it mean that they might be ostracized or discriminated against and and that continues on as well where he spoke about fans on desks Mm. that some women don't want a fan on their desk mm. because it then highlights that perhaps they're experiencing hot flushes and going through perimenopause and they don't want to bring that to people's attention, which, again, was interesting. It is interesting. And I think what it highlighted for me is that workplaces are going to be different. And, you know, we've been having a number of conversations with um potential clients in relation to this and where they start is not necessarily going to be where you know if they start point a to get to point d um that's okay whereas some companies might just want to go point c point d and bang into it and call it a menopause policy so we really recognize that um that's okay. That's, you know, it, it's what's going to work for that workplace. Mm, yeah. And I mean, he highlighted, it's that education piece, which Absolutely. we've spoken about yeah. and, and bringing that awareness. And so that people can feel comfortable and have that psychological safety. Mm. I mean, and that, that was the crux of that fan comment too, that, mm. you know, there was no psychological safety within that culture. Yeah. That's why women felt uncomfortable putting a fan on the desk. But some other things he highlighted, you know, there's 1 million women in Australia, 45 to 54, age bracket at the uh, yeah yeah. at at any given time that's right and which was really interesting so if you're at the lower end of the 45 you know quite possibly um in smacking perimenopause or even just starting for some um those women are yet to go through perimenopause menopause and postmenopause and I thought that was just quite an astounding statistic just for Australia and really good to see that statistic coming mm. out for Australia so that, you know, we know a little bit more about mm. the, the Australian woman and what's going on. Mm, definitely. And then I loved how in his research he'd actually spoken to women who were postmenopausal mm. and some of the feedback from them was, you know, I'm I'm through this phase and said to their workplace, I'm ready to lead. Yeah, I loved that. I've been liberated. Yeah. I'm ready to go. Now give me Show that me position. what I need to do. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm taking the bull by the horns and I'm going, which was really, really good. And and we are, you know, the more that we talk to women, we are really hearing that, you know, it, it can be obviously quite taxing going through perimenopause depending on, you know, where you sit in that statistics on how many symptoms that you have. But when you get to the other side, my God, you know, women are just loving getting to the other side and getting on with their life. And women want to keep working. 
And this was something else that came out as well. You know, what women definitely want to keep working as by evidence by that comment. Mm, yeah, for sure. And then we've had lots of learning and conversations about MHT and risks versus benefits. And, and we're not a doctor by any means to even mm. to talk about whether you take it or not. But it has been interesting learning, hasn't it, about the history of hormone yeah. replacement therapy the impact, which we have had Dr. Fatima Khan talk yeah, about. Yeah, the research and, was really talked through. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Uh, but also, you know, there's some really interesting things for women to consider with their doctor when it comes to MHT and how that can support them through, you know, as they age and as they get older. Yeah, I I love some of the conversation around what doctors, um, you know, they're not just, um, they're not getting you in you, Nat, me, our listeners, in as a patient going bang, 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 this is what you need to do, they're really looking to dig deep within the time available within their consult and understand the issues behind every single individual woman and, you know, working out with them what their options are based on the research and based on the woman and what her, um, you know, what her wants and needs are. And that was really, really comforting. And, you know, they're looking at, at uh, background, family background, you know, chronic health background. There's a whole lot of things that they look at. So, the the big takeaway I got I got from that is if you if you're seeing a doctor that's not going through the list of things that they should be in relation to understanding where you know where it is that you need to go, um, I'd be asking questions about you know why not. Mm, yeah, very I think that's valid. really important. Yeah, mm. um, and you know I think. Um, the other thing is the men the Australasian Menopause Society also have registered GPs that have a menopause focus and education. So if you are looking to develop a relationship with a GP that does have a menopause background from a medicalization point of view, I would really implore you to get in touch with them um, and have a chat with them around who that is near you. Because there's doctors all over Australia. Mm, there is. Yeah. And there's doctors and professionals and uh, specialists from everywhere yeah exactly just going to say from you know we had presentations from other specialists around the world so it, there's a real collective effort in being able to normalize the whole thing the whole um previous bad reputation that mht has got um due to some flawed research which they their doctors want to set that straight and uh Never had we have we had um, such great options for MHT to pursue and look into, which I might add we do in relation to lifestyle health as well. Um, you know, don't for a minute think that you go on MHT and that's the end of it um, because if you've definitely listened to us and listened to our podcast with Fatima Khan, she will talk about the importance of marrying your lifestyle health um, and how you actually carry that out in relation to also um, doing that in conjunction with MHT. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that came well. through, yeah. It did. And yeah. lifestyle health was mentioned a quite lot. a lot, wasn't it, yeah. which was really yeah. good to see. Yeah. Of course, doctors can only do so much in their consultation, mm. but they do definitely talk about stress, uh, exercise, Weight. nutrition, and definitely. And yeah. we we're very fortunate to present and we spoke about lifestyle health mm. in conjunction with medical support and you know really bringing together an integrative approach to support women and and really also what come through as well it's not just about supporting women today in perimenopause it's about the future future yeah. longevity as well because we've spoken that we're living 30 40 years beyond that menopause day mm. and postmenopause and getting that support during postmenopause is just as important oh, yeah. as 
pre and perimenopause, isn't it? Absolutely. And and another thing that I got out of it too, you know, women women in their seventies are still some women are still struggling with uh, postmenopause symptoms and. Um, you know, don't shy away from talking to your doctor about it. Um, so if you if 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 you're in that age bracket um, and you're listening to us and you are experiencing symptoms symptoms still, make an appointment with your doctor and talk through what what you know what can be done, what you're feeling. Um, there is a a big issue in relation to mental health and depression as well. Um, and you know, if you've got a mother who who you know is struggling, I would really um implore you to you know get them to make a, um, a consultation with their doctor so they can talk it through because they don't have to go through this alone but I think uh that age generation has just always thought you know I'll just get on with it um I'll push through and I can put up with it well you know what you don't have to put up with it there's things that you can be doing mm, yeah and there were some alarming statistics and and really worrying things mm. that older women are experiencing yeah that was really that was really sad and um without giving too much away I'd love to be able to um, you know we're definitely going to be looking at some of these um, speakers that we're on today and hopefully get them on the podcast because I think they've got some amazing things to share Mm, yeah and then just finally we had the pleasure of uh, Sandy Davies who we've also had on the podcast from uh, Happy Paws Mm. and she gave a fantastic you know, we had a rapid fire four minute presentation and she gave a fantastic presentation talking about perceptions of menopause in North Queensland because yes. she's based uh, just outside of Cairns. And again, it was not again, not surprising to us, but still it's alarming, you know, the words that she shared in her presentation. Like it's a roller coaster, it's there's anger, mm. lots of swear words when women think about perimenopause or menopause yeah that was interesting because that was that was the crux of her, her research just give me one word perimenopause menopause and, and postmenopause and the um the effect that that had on the audience in fact one of the moderators at the end of it said that made her sad to hear some of those um you know those words being mentioned so we, we still have a long way to go and I think, um, you know, what Nat and I are doing here is we really want to be able to work with these specialists and GPs in relation to really helping women navigate through menopause and beyond. And I think this is a fantastic, another fantastic thing that we've been able to have the privilege to attend to be able to, you know, to really bring that the learnings into what we're doing as well. Mm, yeah, definitely. And it's about that collective working together, Mm -hmm. that change behaviour, that ongoing support to really see women have a good quality of life and how much or how often did quality of life come up in the conversation when all of these experts were talking about supporting women through perimenopause and beyond. It's about that quality of life was so important and that's that's what we advocate for through our work as well. Definitely. It's been a really good few days. It has. Well, we wanted to just come in with a bit of an update and share some of our great insights. No doubt we will continue this conversation and bring more to the forefront as we think more and have time to let this settle. But whilst a lot of it was fresh in our mind, we wanted to do this episode and, and share it with you. Yeah. And you know what? If um if there's one thing, and I've mentioned it already, but if anyone is struggling with any symptoms of menopause, please do reach out to us. Um, and, um, you know, we'd be happy to put you in touch, um, either work with us or um, if it's more from a medicalisation point of view, happy to put you in touch with um, some appropriate specialists. And, in fact, 
we've probably had about five people over the last week contact us in relation to what they're feeling and um, our heart really goes out to them. So, yeah, please don't go through this alone. Very well said. Thanks again. Thanks, Nat. Thanks again for sharing your time with us, learning how you can be your best energetic self no matter what life stage you are going through. Be sure to contact us if any of this content resonates with you. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. See you next time.